Are you trying to get a winning edge in sports betting? Look no further than SteadyPicks.com and SteadyPicks Radio. Our team at SteadyPicks provides data, analysis, and insights to help you become a better sports better. Best of all, SteadyPicks is 100% free. A SteadyPicks membership gives you access to all of the SteadyPicks system bets, our expert hosts' best bets, and our special guest picks. Head over to our website, www.steadypicks.com, sign up for free and start winning. Steady Picks Radio, welcome into Ranting with Ricky. Welcome into the show. Today we're going to be going over the UFC 276 card. I've got undefeated welterweight Sean Brady with me today. Sean, how you doing, my man? I'm good, man. It's a, it's a good weekend for fights. This card is back from top to bottom, so I'm looking forward to talking some fights and making some making some money this weekend. I love it. Yeah, we got a loaded card here. So what I'm thinking we'll do is we'll just run. We'll start at the bottom, work our way to the top, and wherever the bets kind of fall in between, uh, we'll dive in. Sounds good to me. All right, my man. First, let's start in the early prelims here. We're going to go to the very first fight where we got Jessica Rose Clark versus uh, Stolarenko is my, my best shot at that name. Yeah, it's going to... It sounds sounds good to me. Um, nice and quick. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jessica Rose Clark here. She's she's good. She's coming off a loss, but um, she just got kind of she got caught in a submission early in her last fight. Uh, I'm pretty high on her. She's good, so I'm gonna go Jessica Rose Clark. Just just money line. Love it. Yeah, she uh that that line on her has moved pretty drastically throughout the week. She opened like minus one thirty. She's minus one eighty nine. At that MGM, oh, so yeah, it's yeah, it's climbing, it's climbing. But uh, all right, so we'll keep it moving then into the next fight, which is Dricos de Plesse and Brad Tavares. So I'm not going to pick either side on this. I'm just going to pick violence, and I'm going to pick that this fight doesn't go to the, the the scorecards. I don't know what that line is. I'm gonna, so uh, it might be kind of crazy because they're. I think that's what a lot of people are predicting. Is this one of those fights that it's a it's a pretty safe bet? We're not we're not going to the judges. Yeah, I, I'm. It's actually pretty low. I I don't think it's going to go. To the, it's you can get it for minus uh, one twenty two. I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to go to the scorecards. But who knows, dude? I put my I put my life savings on. Chris Curtis's fight last weekend not going to the scorecards, and of course it went to the scorecards. Oh man, so that's the way that's the way it usually goes. But uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to hit the hit the uh, hit the cards. Man, it really does feel like a lot of those fights. Like I'm thinking, Why? Of, it's wild. Yeah, I think like it was like a, it was, it was like minus almost. I'm gonna guess. I think it was like minus seven hundred to take that fight last weekend to not go to the scorecards. And I just picked Curtis by knockout. So I'm like, there's no way this fight's going to the scorecards. And sure as shit, it went to the scorecards. Ugh, well, crazy. 
At least we're getting a better price on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. But like that pick. Um, any other thoughts in that fight, or you want to keep keep rolling? If I, I would, I would. Um, this one's a tough one. This guy, Drigas Duplute, like he's he's a tough guy. He's new, so I don't have I don't have much on that. Besides, I just I'm picking violence. I love it, and most of my research, Sean, is on the main card, so I'm not gonna have a whole lot okay. to offer in the prelims, but. Uh, I still think there's always good value here. So yeah, for sure. Let's keep it moving to Jessica Ivers, Macy Barber. Uh, I'm taking Macy Barber. She's younger. She's um, more talented. She's just better everywhere. I think she uh, she should kind of run through Jessica I here. To be completely honest, in terms the of li- the line's probably pretty crazy, right? Let me see. Yeah. So this is another yeah, fight. She's it's a flying. minus three ten. Three ten. Jeez. Yeah. That's that's tough. Um, so you could use her as like a a parlay piece or or something like that. I don't know. She could get a finish, but it's just so hard to say. Yeah, that's that's a tough fight. But you're you're definitely leaning Macy Barber in terms of winning the fight itself. Yeah, I would just pick Macy Barber as a straight up pick. Okay, and the next fight, Sean, is one that. I'm really curious of your breakdown here with Uriah Hall and Andre Munez. Again, another favorite that the line is just skyrocketing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, my, I honestly, I think um, Andre's going to get a, get a submission here. So for him by submission, it's <laughs> minus 110. That's horrible. Oh my God. Ugh. No plus money. Um, Yeah. Either way, this fight's going to go either. Uriah's going to knock him out. This is definitely a pure violence fight, but I'm pretty sure the bookmakers are all over this from what I checked last time. For this fight, yeah, they have this at minus 650 to not go to the scorecards. So Uriah Hall is definitely live for a knockout, but Andre Munoz, like, he's coming off two huge submissions. He broke uh, Jacare's arm, and Jacare's old, and he's kind of, he's definitely at the end of his career, but. It's still Jacare. He's a jiu-jitsu legend, and for Andre to do that to him, he can do that shit to anybody. So my official pick is Andre by submission. Andre by submission, minus 110. I like it. Uh, yeah, it's really, with, with these fights, you kind of have to choose a method. You know, there's no no yeah. meat on the bone at minus 350, minus 333. So I like that. Um, any other thoughts there? No, but like I said, don't be surprised if he, uh, if Hall knocks him out because I'm pretty sure Andre's been knocked out like three times. And if you know anything about Uriah Hall, he's he's always alive for that knockout. So uh, yeah, it's it's a tough one too. Yeah, that's that's one of the dogs that I did have my eye on. Uh, it seems like he's one of those guys that can look like so good and then yeah, not, and then he's inconsistent kind of. Exactly. Yeah, he's been knocked out a few times. So. Um, yeah, don't don't be surprised if, if it happens again. All right. And next we got a late edition banger with Donald Cerrone and Jim Miller. Cerrone, a big dog here, Sean, that the public is behind. They're really uh they're back in Cerrone here. What are your thoughts? So uh they fought before Cowboy knocked him out. Um this was a long time ago. But Cowboy is my boy. I'm riding with Cowboy here, and I'm also riding with that. This fight doesn't go to the scorecards, too. So I'm picking Cowboy. 
and I'm picking that the fight will not hit the hit the scorecards because if Cat if, if the real cowboy shows up, he's finishing Jim Miller, and unfortunately, if he doesn't, he's probably getting finished by Jim Miller. So uh, Jim's been looking good lately. He's coming off two straight knockouts, and uh, he knocked out a young up and comer from from CFFC who I honestly thought was going to run through Jim. So um, yeah, it's uh. This is going to be a good one. I'm excited to. Uh, it's this is like a classic, classic matchup. Like they fought back in. Let me see how long ago it was. It was a head kick, right? A late uh, head kick. Yeah, yeah. It, it was in AC. Is in Atlantic City in 2014. So this one's. Um, we're going back in history for this one. So I, I'm excited for this fight. I gotta ask you this, Sean, because I'm a huge Donald Cerrone fan. Is you think this might be the last uh, the last chance we're going to get to watch him? I don't know. I I he, so he's saying he wants to make it to fifty fights under Zufa, so he needs three more. He needs this one and two more fights. So he's saying he's not going anywhere until until he gets those that fifty fight mark. So hopefully he gets this win that he they'll they'll give him two more. He's such a good company man. I think they'll give him two more, but um. Yeah, he's got to win, though. This is like a, a must, must win if he wants to continue on. Yep. Okay. And uh, next we got Gabriel Green and Ian Gary. This one's interesting, Sean. Where are you, where are you going here? I'm going Gabe Green, and I wow. might even sprinkle a little bit on Gabe Green by finish. Um, Ian, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good, but I his last fight... I honestly thought he lost the fight. It wasn't, I wasn't very impressed. And um, we've seen him get hurt in both of his UFC fights. Like, got, he's gotten rocked. The first fight, he came back and knocked the guy out, granted. But um, Gabe Green's a tough, tough dude. And he's fought some tough guys, and he's been in some, some wars. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm picking him. He has big power in his hand. I think he can, uh, I think he can put Ian out. So, he's an underdog. I don't know what the line is for finish, but I'm sure it's pretty juicy. I, I really like this pick. So Ian Gary is one of the guys on this card that I would say like majority of the public is thrown into that parlay with like Izzy O'Malley, you know, yeah, and yeah. my theory, Sean, is that those parlays most of the time they bust. So there's usually going to be, you know, one leg of that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you're kind of highlighting this. A- a guy last weekend, he was like a, uh, he was a, I think it was like a minus eight something favorite in Bellator, and uh, he lost. And like, it's you, you just can't. There's no such thing as a sure thing, you know. You can think as much as you want, one person's going to win, but MMA, it just, it does, it doesn't work, you know. And that's why I've been honestly staying away from the parlays, just because I used to always do these big parlays, but. It's such a slim it, – they're fun to do, but it's such a slim chance. And w- one part of it's going to gonna break, you know. So, yeah, it's it's a tough game to play. Especially in sports like this, you know, where, like, yeah. you see it's, the dogs cashing. Yeah. And, um, exactly. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to ride this one with you, man, because – I'm riding that for sure. This is like a, a kind of like a name that a lot of people don't know that well, Gabriel Green, too. So I think people are just looking past him. So – I'm I'm on board, man. I mean, you can get double chance for plus three forty on Gabe Green for KO or submission. I mean, 
it don't get much better than that. And then him just by straight up knockout is uh, plus five hundred. So yeah, it's the, the there's definitely a lot of value there. All right. Um, yeah, I'd probably play that like half unit both ways. But Gabriel yeah. Green, we're on the dog here. Let's um, go. Which will move us into the feature prelim, which is a really like stylistic, interesting matchup to me, Sean, which is Brad, Brad Riddell and Jalen Turner. Um, just so I'm seeing this uh, clearly, too, I believe he has an eight inch height advantage, Jalen Turner, in this matchup. Um, he. I can't be right. Pretty sure you're 100 percent right. He, yeah, Brad Riddell's five seven, Jalen Turner's six three, and he also has a five inch, re- well four four and some change reach advantage. So, yeah, this is another one of those fights where I'm picking violence. Um, this fight, I don't think it's going to hit the scorecard. Jalen Turner's been, um, he's been looking good lately. I think he's he's got three fin- four finishes in a row. All of his He's on a four-fight winning streak, all four finishes. He's submitted, uh, yeah, all, well, he's got ground and pound, submission, submission, and then he's got a knockout. So I'm picking I'm picking this fight not to hit the scorecards. And then if you look at Brad Riddell, he's a, he's a savage on the feet too. So these two are going to, these two are going to strike, and I think someone's going to fall. Or Jalen Turner could submit Brad Riddell. It's just, it's hard to say, so that's why I would pick it not to go to the scorecards. I'm pretty sure you can get, I think it's, yeah, minus 180, so not 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 bad. A lot of the people I've been listening to, that's their play for this weekend, so that's what I'm going to ride with too. If I had to pick a straight-up play, I'd probably pick Jalen Turner. And I'm curious, and just for like myself and the listeners who, who might not understand – how significant or how insignificant that like height reach advantage is? Is that something you take a lot of stake into, Sean, or well, not so much? If, if Brad Riddell was a grappler, I wouldn't take too much into it. But Brad Riddell is a striker, so he's going to be standing at range trying to get in and and strike with Jalen Turner, who has a huge that huge reach advantage and height advantage. So he could definitely win the striking battle, but. If he was a grappler and he was just looking to get on the inside, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it too much because I mean that's how I am against a lot of my guys. A lot of the people I usually fight or train with are usually a lot taller than me, but I'm usually trying to get in on the inside and take them down. And once you have someone taken down, the height and the reach goes away. It doesn't matter. But when right. you're out at range, they usually have that advantage. So that's kind of why I'm favoring uh, Jalen here. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to I'm going to lock that in with you in terms of the finish. Uh, the fight will not go the distance. I found a minus 180, but yeah, I still yeah, I feel That's what I'm looking at. Okay. Okay. And that Sean will take us into the main card here. And this next fight, we probably need you more than ever here because I feel like we don't have a good read on this O'Malley Munoz fight in terms of yeah. like the best way to bet it. Uh, the money line's way juiced now, so we got a pretty big line. How are you approaching this, and how do you see this fight playing out? Man, I don't know. So, if the public doesn't know, Pedro Munoz is a dog. Like, he is only he's winning and losing against the best guys in the world for a very long time. Like, 
He's coming off two straight losses, but it's to Jose Aldo, who's looks like a completely new fighter, and Dominic Cruz, who is another guy. Like these these guys just won't go anywhere. No matter how old they get, they're just it almost is like they're getting better. So um and then you got Sean O'Malley, who is Sean O'Malley, you know, everyone's super hype on him. He's very good. The only thing I would take into consideration is Sean O'Malley's gotten hurt in the uh, Chris Martino fight. No, I'm sorry, not that fight. In the um, Jose Quinones fight. Uh, and then he also, when he fought Cheeto Vera, he got hurt with leg kicks, and then the fight was stopped. And Pedro Munoz has some hard, hard leg kicks. So uh, that's something I would take in the play. I really, honestly, I don't know how I, I would bet this one. It's It's a tough one, but... I might, I might just take Pedro Munoz just because. I mean, what's the line on Sean O'Malley? He's like minus three sixty now. And the thing is, Sean, and I hate to say this because I already placed some wagers um, in the O'Malley market, but like just taking this a step further, do you think Pedro Munoz has more than a twenty eight percent chance to win this fight? Oh, a hundred percent. Because that's that's what the books are saying based on this yeah. line. So. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, I I give him way, way more than that. And yeah, that's 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 wild. Yeah, I uh, I'm looking at the lines right here right now. Like you can get Pedro for uh, Pedro by KO or TKO is plus 750. He could chop O'Malley's legs and get a TKO like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sean could come out here and start him. But if you look at like when's the last time? Pedro Munoz hasn't gotten finished since ever. <laughs> he's yeah. never been finished. He's never, never been, been finished. finished. So, I mean, and he's been in there with some Rafael Sunsao. That dude can crack. He's been in here with some John Dodson. That dude can crack. Like Cody, Gar- uh, Cody Garbrandt. He was in that wild exchange where Cody got rocked and then knocked Cody out. So, Jimmy Rivera, that you can throw heat. So, yeah, I don't see him getting knocked out. Yeah, the more I look into it, I'm riding with my boy Pedro. Oh, no. This I'm, is riding just... with, I'm riding with Pedro. Dude, Sean could come out here and piece him up and get a decision. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Just for, for me, I, I like I – like, I, it's so hard to say because I like Sean too. But – yeah, the more I dive into it, I'm gonna say Pedro by TKO. Let, let's go. That's give me. Make sure it stands out. That that is my pick. <laughs> I love That's, it. I love let's it. Go. Hey, I mean, at the end of the day, the one thing that nobody can argue is that the value lies on Pedro Munoz. Like, 100%. either and way. like you said, if they're only giving him like a quarter of a chance to beat Sean O'Malley, like that's like I get it. There's a lot of hype on Sean O'Malley, but. That's not right, you know. Like that is there's you can't you can't look at uh, Pedro's record and say like oh this dude only can he only has this big of a chance to beat Sean. Like I just don't see that. Yeah, it's it's tough to argue uh, the value end of things. I mean the the final note I'll give here that was passed along to me that I'm starting to realize this this MMA math might not add up, but so. His last fight, Dominic Cruz, that went to a decision. Dominic Cruz has not had a finish since 2014. 
Um, his fight before that, Jose Aldo, has not had a finish since 2019. Frankie Edgar since 2017. And I think Aljamain Sterling was one, too, who, who has some recent finishes, but he's not as big of a striking threat yeah, maybe yeah, as O'Malley. Yeah. So that was like the... The thought process of me betting the KO here was just thinking like, well, these guys, yeah, they're unbelievable, you know, champion level fighters yeah, that yeah, I know got, what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But so I took a flyer. I took a flyer. Now I'm gonna throw some some knowledge back at you. I looked at the stat the other day. It, I forget exactly the number, but pretty much every single one of Sean O'Malley. There's a few that are still in the UFC. But every single one of Sean O'Malley's opponents, after he beat them, they went on to either win, they maybe won one fight, but then they lost like two or three fights and it got cut. So I think oh. only one, two, three of Sean O'Malley's opponents are still in the UFC, if that, if that says anything. You know, it's either way, this is going to be, um, it's a very hard fight to pick for me. But like you said, if you're an outsider looking in, you see Sean O'Malley, like he's got the hype, he's got the height. You would you would think he was gonna win and he might just do that. But uh the more I looked at it a little bit, I like I like Pedro here. So we'll we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll see. I greatly appreciate the insight on that to to get a different angle there. Um all right, we'll keep it we'll keep it moving into the next fight here, which is a, a really good fight I'm excited for. Robbie Lawler. And Brian Barberena, Sean, Brian Barberena, and uh, I think it was Luke A, one of my favorite fights of all yeah. time. Yeah. Man, should, this should be a banger, right? Yeah. Um, I don't see if, – if there was a finish, I would see maybe Brian getting the finish over Robbie. I don't see Robbie getting the finish. Um, I love Robbie Lawler. I've been watching him literally since I was a kid. Like uh, before I – when I first started training, I remember watching him, and I'm like, God damn, this dude is a savage. I love him to death, but if we're being honest, he didn't look great against Nick Diaz. Granted, he got the finish, but Nick Diaz looked horrible. I don't think Robbie looked very good. Um, I think these guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. I think it's going to go to the to the scorecards, but I'm going to pick Brian Barberina um, just as my as my pick. I like that. And you can still get plus money on him at a couple books. This line is moving, seems a bit toward, toward Barbarina. So, yeah. Uh, if, and it, if like the, and Brian's just a, he's younger, you know, he's got, he's taken, he's been in some wars, but I think he's been in less wars than, than Robbie has. So, um, yeah, Robbie's 40, Brian's 33. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ride with Brian here. Uh, I think it's going to be an amazing fight. But I'm definitely going with Brian. Love it. A lot of dogs on the card. This is what we yeah. this is what we like. Uh, next fight, Sean Sean Strickland and Alex Pereira. This is one of the first like true pickums in a big like you know on a main card highly bet fight that I've seen in a really long time. People don't know what to do here. What are you thinking? Yeah, because so this one's tough because everyone thinks. Well, on paper, they think Sean Strickland's going to come out here and just strike with Alex. If Sean Strickland's smart, and if you listen to him this week throughout this week, he's like, yeah, I can strike with this guy. He's like, but I could just come out here and fuck everybody's plans up and take this guy down and win like that. So when you hear that, you're like, shit, do I pick Sean? You know, so you really don't. And then 
you might think that the, like you're looking at it like, all right, well, someone's going to get finished. And it's like, that's a hard one to say too. Cause Sean's super tough. And then Alex, we don't know, you know, I don't, you don't know how his chin is or whatever. So yeah, I mean, you could pick Alex by knockout. Like that's probably the biggest play, but um, yeah, I don't even know how I'm going to, I might just honestly sit back and watch this one as a fan because it's, uh, it's, it's just too hard to pick. Like everybody I've talked to, they kind of feel the same way. If these two came out and they just had a, a kickboxing fight for 15 minutes, I'm sure somebody would fall, but I don't know if that's what's going to happen, you know, and Sean's got really good boxing and Alex, everyone thinks like he is a very good quote unquote kickboxer. He doesn't have the best technique. He just has insane power. So he could by all means knock out Sean Strickland, but Sean can come out here and ruin the UFC's plans because that's what the, the UFC wants Alex to and knock Izzy. out Sean. They want Alex to knock out Sean and then fight Izzy. And that's literally why they put this fight together. But I think they forgot that Sean can grapple. Sean's a, I think he's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. So he can mix this shit up and ruin everybody's plans. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to touch this one, to be completely honest. I, I think that sounds like a smart bet, considering the, the many different ways this can go. But with Sean Strickland, is he known like throughout the UFC as a pretty good wrestler? Because that should be a little bit of an edge here, no? I mean, not that he's known as, uh, like, he's not someone that's out here submitting guys or taking guys down a lot because he's been realistically piecing people up on the feet. But <clears throat> he has... He has a submission on his record, and I, I see who he trains with. He grapples all the time, so he knows how to wrestle. He knows jujitsu. You know, um, Alex is so new to the game. Like, I just don't see if, if if Sean was smart, he would mix it up. But who knows? He might want to come out here and just prove a point that he could strike with this guy and get knocked out. I don't know, and that's why. I want to, I want to stay completely away from it because, I I just don't know what's going to happen. But um, popcorn fight. Yeah, yeah. If I was him, I would, I would shoot in. I would wrestle because Alex, his last when he fought. Um, let me see, what was the guy's name? It was either Bruno Silva's or Andre's. The guy that before that, he uh he lost a round. He got taken down. He got controlled, and then he wound up knocking the guy out in the second round. But there's a clear path to, to victory for somebody who's a grappler. That's why the UFC is being pretty smart with who they're putting this guy against, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. It'll I, be a fun I, fight. It's, it's, it's a very interesting one, for sure. All right, so we'll get the popcorn out for that one. We won't yeah. bet that, but we got two more fights here on the main card. This next one, I have an unpopular bet in that I've been getting roasted on Instagram for it's Volkanovski versus Max Holloway. Let, Three. let me hear what's this un, unpopular bet. I took Max Holloway early in the week. I got a plus 170 on him, Sean. And look, I, I know Volkanovski's really good. I respect yeah, him. Yeah. I watch both fights in, you know, and my takeaway from the two fights, Sean, is the first one clearly was Volk. The second one I thought Max clearly took the first two rounds. Then, you know, it got a little shaky from there. 
but it was a really close fight, right? Like a 50-50 fight in my eyes. You, yeah. What are your takeaways um, from the first two? Yeah, it's... I, I thought Volk clearly won the first, like you said. And then I also thought that it could have went either way on the second one. Max could have had it. Volk could have had it. It was very hard to pick. But you're not I, – I don't see you being – Max, they're one and two. They are the two best featherweights in the world. Volk is obviously the best right now, but Max was the best for how long? And it's not like Max got blown out in, in the second fight. It was a close fight. So I don't think you're, you're crazy at all for picking Max. Unfortunately, I am very high on Volk and what he's been doing lately, and I'm just a huge fan of his style. I do think he's going to win, but I don't think he's going to finish Max. I think it's going to be another one. It's going to be one of those fights that you're going to be biting your fingers the entire time because if you got money on one guy, it's going to be super, super close. It's going to be close. It's going to be just like the the second fight. Um, Even the first fight, like, Volk won that fight, but he didn't, like, blow Max out of the water. I don't think anybody's right. ever blown Max out of the water re- recently. So I don't see that happening. I'm going to pick Volk, but um, it's going to be a close one for sure. And this is this is one of those bets, too, that, like, it comes down to the, the probability thing. Like, the books are giving Max Holloway a 37% chance to win this fight at the current odds. And I believe it's closer to a 50-50 fight. So for me... Regardless of what the outcome of the bet is, I can live with that value. You know what I mean? Knowing that I felt it was a good price, if nothing else. Yeah, I um, I agree one hundred percent. Either either way, you're it's it's going to be close, and um, yeah, you're you could have a really good bet in your hands. You know, it's it's just going to be whoever's a little bit more dialed in on Saturday night is gonna is gonna win this fight because that's how good they both are. Yep. Um, one, one last question for you in this matchup or just in general. So like thinking about the second fight between these two, I'm curious, Sean, do like the championship rounds, are they weighted heavier? Like rounds four and five, do you think, or like, could you break that down a little bit? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And to be completely honest, I don't know a hundred percent, but I would assume so. Like from the way I've been watching fights lately, and from what I think the judges, if you're you're almost better off winning the later rounds than the earlier rounds is what it's starting to look like in my mind because that's what people are remembering at that time. You know, like you could have a if, especially if it's a five round fight. Like say you come out and you win one and two, and then three starts to get a little dicey. It could go either way, and then you lose four and five. Like Four and five is super fresh in the judges' minds, you know? Like, so that's kind of what, what I, I think about that. So, yeah, it's it's just hard to tell what they're looking for. But now I'm starting to think, like, maybe it'd be – if you're going to lose any rounds, obviously you'd never want to lose any rounds. It's better off to to lose early and then end strong, if that, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, man, it does. And I think of – a whole bunch of fights come to mind, but even like Shevchenko as recent as that one where it was kind of questionable, you know, the first three rounds or so, but she clearly took the final two, yeah, you know, and finished yeah. strong. So interesting, interesting stuff. But um, 
I'll move it into the main event for us here, where we got Izzy and Jared Cannonier. The books are showing no love to Jared Cannonier. They're giving him a 21% chance to win this fight based on the current odds at plus 365. What are you, what are you thinking here? This is a t- this is, I mean, it's just hard to go against Izzy because he's so goddamn good, you know. And his only loss came to him trying to do something great and move up in weight and and do something that not many people can do, you know. And he caught an L for it, but it wasn't much of an L. Like, yeah, it's Izzy's Izzy's the man, you know, and he does whatever he pretty much wants to do. Um. But Jared's got big power in his hands. You know, he's got the chance to shut out anybody's lights. But with all that being said, I'm taking Izzy by decision. That's, I think that's a smart play. I think it's a play. If you've listened to Izzy all week, though, that's completely wrong on my end because he's saying he's going to finish Cannoneer. But Cannoneer just looks like he's made out of metal. You know, I don't see him getting put away that easily. So. I think it's going to go to the scorecards, and I think Izzy's going to get a uh, get a decision. But I can just see Izzy kind of piecing him up from the outside and not getting touched too much. Yeah, I watched a podcast with Volk and Izzy. They were actually like picking; they're giving their like bets and their picks on the card, and they even touched on like their own two fights here when they got to the co-main and really? main event. Yeah, and they're they're confident, that's pretty, Sean. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you should check it out. It's on YouTube. But these guys are really confident. Like hearing Volk talk about like just how he doesn't think Max is gonna hang in there, how he thinks he's gonna land a big shot, and really, you know, yeah, it's interesting stuff. But you're you're rolling Izzy by decision. Um, I think there's a pretty good price on that throughout the market. One twenty. One twenties. That's that's fair. I mean, yeah, he's fair, got five yeah. rounds to get him out of there. Um, I don't know how many times Jared Cannonier has fought five round fights, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think can't imagine many, too many. Maybe they'd have to be way before the UFC. Well, because I know, I don't know if he's ever even had a, his own main event. Yeah, I don't think he has. And even before the UFC, yeah, I don't think he's had any five rounders. But I, I watch, I follow a lot of stuff, and I this dude's in shape. He trains super hard. He's from a good camp. He's going to be able to go all five rounds. I just don't see him being able to do do too much. Yeah, I uh, I always love betting the dogs, especially in the main events. But oh, I hear you. This it, is one I mean, man. What, I don't what, think what's, what's the only play you can take for this is would be if you're playing Cannoneer, be Cannoneer by knockout. What's what's the odds on that? It's I'm seeing it at plus six hundred. So. If you sprinkle a little bit on that, it ain't, it ain't going to kill you, you know. And and imagine if it happened, you're, you'll be you'll be happy as shit. So there ain't nothing wrong with sprinkling a little bit of something on that. Yep, yep. And I'll, I'll leave I'll leave the listeners with this, Sean. Unless you have any other um, notes or any fights that you want to touch on anything with. I think we I think we did a good job. Awesome, and really appreciate you joining the show, but I'm going to make a bold statement right here at the end of this, and I'm going to say to all the people who threw in an Izzy, O'Malley, and Ian Gary parlay, Ooh. that shit's not cashing. I don't know who's I, blowing it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not happening. Somebody, one of those three is losing, so uh, 
Yeah, you better go hit that cash out ASAP. <laughs> well, Steady Picks Radio, thank you for joining the show, Sean. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Yeah. We got a loaded card, and uh, hey, we'll recap next week and see how it goes. All right, brother. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Sean. Steady Picks Radio. Have a great weekend.